0: What's up, family? It's your boy, Chappelle, coming to you with another episode of Recap Kickback. Recap Kickback is the podcast where I get together with you, the listeners, to dive into the world of black entertainment or whatever else I decide to talk about. It's Black History Month, so we are in the midst of my February Top 5 series where every week we will rank the black movies and television shows to find the top five of each genre to celebrate this supersized Black History Month. We got one extra day and we intend to use it And with me, once again, this time to talk about the top five black dramas this week. My co-host, who knows that Ray was released in 2004 and not 2014. It's Mari 4th y'all. Mari,
1: welcome back. I'm glad to be back. Uh, I don't know how I appreciate y'all having me on some jam screen and all that, but it's cool. (laughs) You know, it's it's all right. You won't catch me slipping again, you know? Mm -hmm. So enjoy that. Um, all right, we won't we won't catch
0: <laughs> you slipping this time, huh? Nope, nope, not at all.
1: <laughs> I'm prepared. <laughs> you you good this time? I'm, I'm prepared today.
0: All right, so Mari, last last episode, of course, we mm-hmm. talked about the uh, top five black bipics, and people mm-hmm. can check out those results by looking at our last podcast because it went mm-hmm. well. We got a lot of good feedback, and we were able to kick off uh, the kickback with a bang. Uh, but Mari we are in for a special treat one of my real life role models and inspirations a literal pioneer from the rhap streets the spicy one himself has joined us Mm -hmm. from the purple pants podcast it's the purple pants badass bryce isaiah bryce what's up spicy
2: happy black history month people how are we
0: hey Hey. feeling good feeling black how are you Mm-hmm. I am good. You
2: know, I tried to get a haircut this morning, but child, they was everybody was getting the Chelsea, uh, the Chelsea grammar. Not the <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the, 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 tra- the <laughs> Hmm.
0: That that new appropriation look.
2: You know, what I'm saying mm. we it, it's, okay. it's okay when they do it. It's a problem when we do it. But whatever, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Who, so, who knew? Child, somebody, yeah, somebody came at me and said, well, "The military has been using this for years." I said, "Baby, a." Fade and a buzz cut are two different things, They're but the they same, pop off
1: babe. not the same at all. Oh they don't, they don't even know what they appropriating. I'm sick of it. In front of my Black History
0: Month, really like to, to pop it off in the in, in, in the in the longest Black History Month we'll see for the next four years. This is how you want to mm-hmm. start it giving Travis Kelsey credit for the for a drop fade for a ball fade. What, what are we doing here? Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um spice. For the people who don't know you cuz this is a new podcast. We're all, we're all getting introduced yeah. at the Connect at the, I'm sorry, with the Kickback. Look at that. Uh but yeah, we're getting introduced here at the Kickback. And um, you know, I think people need to know where you come from, what you do and uh now is your chance to tell everybody a little bit about you before we get into all of this movie conversation.
2: Yes. Well, listen, I've been kicking back before it was the recap of the kickback. But yeah, I'm Bryce Isaiah from Survivor Kageon. Okay, you only need to see three episodes. I am the host of the Purple Pants <laughs> podcast. I've been in these RHAP streets for a while. Um and I'm just so happy to see uh, things like this being able to happen and to have you and Mari kicking it off and just doing your thing. is like a very a proud moment. I feel like a a proud mother. I am sending my children off to kindergarten, OK? Because, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. a young mother. So, you know, I still live in high school myself. But, you know, I am very <laughs> uh, happy and proud of you guys for doing all that you are doing. And, yeah, I'm so excited to see where the kickback is going to go. Yes, Uh,
0: Brycey, you and I have talked about our fair share of television as well. I know you and I have done some movie reviews, some of the ones that we're going to talk about today, possibly. And uh, we've also talked about P-Valley, which Bryce, Mari, have y'all heard anything? Are we getting P-Valley back anytime soon? What's the word?
1: I haven't heard anything, and I'm getting scared now. Like, the way they be cutting our shows, I need P-Valley to come back. Now, again, P-Valley has this trend of coming back, like, two to three years later. So, hopefully, it's just, you know, them still running on CP time. But um, I'm hoping we get that next season, for real.
2: I really... believe it's coming this year i think that we will get it in you know the the third quarter in the summertime because right after the pandemic there were people spotted like uncle cliff in the car filming so we do know that they have filmed so it's just a matter of when they get to it but you know i need my uncle cliff and uh murder i didn't forgot his name what's his name not murder
1: is it murder little murder little murder
2: oh I was, I was thinking about too? Monica and murder C, but oh, <laughs> I, uh... look <laughs> that's a different <laughs> <love> story. Um, <laughs> you know, um,
0: hopefully that does come back, but Mari does bring up a good point. Issa Rae has been talking about this a lot lately. We are losing a lot of uh, the black shows. We, Hollywood made some promises uh, when everybody else started making those promises about DEI and giving black voices a space. And we've uh-huh. seen a lot of companies and a lot of uh, industries really reneging on, on on that promise. And so uh, Hollywood seemingly is no different. We are always losing our shows. So. Please support these Black television shows and movies. I don't care if you heard it wasn't good. Check it out. Check it out on your own. Support it. You ain't got to bash it. If you don't like it, cool. Keep it to yourself. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, let's let's try to keep everybody uh, employed. Black and employed. It'd be nice. Um, Also, you can check out the coverage from uh, Bryce and I's P-Valley coverage on the Purple Pants Podcast. I'm sure it's still on the website. So, check that out. Um, And then, hopefully, in a few months, Bryce and I can, you know, kick it back off you know it'd be it'd be nice to bring it back yes so all right we've been asking for listener feedback because um you know this podcast is largely built on the responses from our survey about the black movies but We've also been getting a lot of comments and we've been asking for five star reviews. And so uh, we're tired of being broke, y'all. So keep those yeah. and reviews coming <laughs> and be sure to go ahead and like the YouTube video below so that other people can find the podcast. Now, I'm going to go through some of these five star reviews because I love y'all and I want y'all to get y'all shine, but also because these are very nice things that people are saying. So from Becky8675309 says, Love yeah. Chappelle, day one supporter. Let's go. Uh, e Roche13, that, like the title says, if it has Chappelle in it, <laughs> I love hearing him talk about pretty much every, anything. So I'm excited for this new venture. You know, a lot of good stuff here. Brian Scalley, of course, leaves a five-star review. He says five stars isn't enough. So keep these co- reviews coming. Uh, Give all the shout-outs and all the praise to uh, the Recap Kickback because we're going to try to do big things here for a long time to come. Um Before we get into the podcast rankings, Mari, do you want to refresh people of how everything went last time? Kind of set this up. What exactly are we doing here today?
1: Yes. So today we will be discussing, debating, and revealing the top five Black dramas as voted by you, the people, and us as well. Um, So uh, I will be revealing each placement of of the movies. We'll start at Number five, work our way up to number one After we talk about the top five Then we'll go back and, t- and uh, talk about Some honorable mentions And throughout the, uh, throughout the way I think We'll have some very good and healthy Discussions about some of our favorite classic Black dramas if you want to be a part of the survey and a part of the show um go uh every every time we drop one our our link for the next week is in the show notes and the show description so if you want to if you want to help out for the the next week just click on that um link you can fill out and rank your the movies and any movie that you haven't seen just leave unranked and and that's how it is it's easy as that uh so I'm excited because black dramas, man. This is a this is a thick category, a thick one. Like a lot of yeah. meat on the bones. So uh, I'm glad we have Bryce here to break it down with us too, because this is about to be fun. I can I, feel it.
2: I do have a gripe though. Who who created this list? Was it like Marry. a combination okay. of both of y'all?
0: it was Mar. So, I came here ready to fight. Let's go. Lies
1: and <laughs> deceit. So, I. I, I created I, some of the list. I asked him for some input. He gave me some input. You know, and, Mercy. There, and wait, wait, so, I'm no, trying to I, do just I, dramas, not dramedies. So if there's anything on okay, there you're all right, thinking about, because, all we'll right. do it next week, okay? <laughs> Again, because, people have been you know, coming at us for our categorizing. I was having
2: a little, a square, a, <laughs> so having on, a little pillow tonight. talk the other night when I was filling this out and my friend was like, Why isn't Friday up there? I was like, You think Friday is a drama? And See? he was like, Absolutely. <laughs> I, mean, I mean it, it does it, it does is. fall in comedy, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> it, I definitely think it is a drama though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, we have, yeah. We this is a uh this was an internal debate we had a a lot too, because a lot of our I think it's just you know because the black community we we do use comedy to kind of like get us through the pain. So a lot of the dramas that are on here um, can be described as drama D's, or we try to go like pure kind of like drama, and some of the the drama D's will be on. Maybe next week's podcast where we talk oh, about yeah. black comedies because oh. top five black comedies is coming. So, um, don't worry if you're okay, waiting if- for your Fridays, if you're waiting for your Don't Be a Menace's, The Wood,
2: you know what I'm saying? Baps, we got you. Come on, <laughs> uh, yeah. Then, then, my last question is Who decided to omit Ease by You? Ooh. Oh
0: see again yeah. Mari did the
1: list.
2: So let many. me tell you
0: what so
1: happened. you didn't you let, didn't input these by you. I, I said any listen, anything else. Listen, let and me let me tell that you that was not one of your your inputs. Okay, it wasn't. But let listen, heard okay. my last right. email.
0: Okay. that's what I, thought. I had said mm-hmm. y'all, Mar-, I said Mari, listen and I said this on the podcast, so y'all got the proof. We got the receipts. I said we might just need a category for just the ghetto ass films, like the drug films, because you got oh, the pain in <laughs> pulls, the bellies, the boys, the, the boys in the hood, minutes of society. Like all those movies are a very specific niche and they take up so much space because had we de- we could have done a whole separate bracket for that. And mm-hmm. because we did it, we had to remove some of the other ones. Now, I also had to remind Mari that there are black dramas that have come out in the last five, ten years, because Mari, you those. know. She doesn't know though. So 90s, her list, baby. her list was like yeah, 90s kid. 90 to 98. <laughs> you know, and I was like, hey, have you very tried? tight window? <laughs> yeah. So we made some look, we, we tried to get what we could into the list. We're gonna deal with the ones we have, but I was throwing out this idea in my mind earlier. March is bracket season for March Madness, really? you know. Ooh. So maybe we throw some more of these movies and have a conversation and kind of do like a tournament style to mm-hmm. see, you know, whatever we leave out where they fall because i just don't think four weeks or five weeks is enough to talk about all the good black uh movies and television that we've had over the years so i think that's probably a good compromise bryce would you come back for that
2: i mean if if maury is here then yes <laughs> okay, I'll, we'll see. We'll see if Mari's here.
0: Mari, oh, take rude? it away. <laughs> Am I getting fired on day two? Like,
1: no, 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 rude. no, no, Mari. I won't let these people. I won't let these people fire you. I got you you. give you give them a little bit of power. You give them a little <laughs> bit of power. You see, you see what happens. Okay. All right. Mari, take it away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay so, so we got to talk about our number five. uh <laughs> that's a uh, classic black drama. D- this one snuck in at like the buzzer. I don't know. I- I'm kind of shook it. Um, but we got to talk about number five is Harlem nights. Okay. So Harlem nights,
0: not to be confused with hoodlum <laughs> or new Jack city. This is, uh very much a 1989 American crime comedy drama, uh directed by Eddie Murphy. We know it co-stars Richard Pryor, Red Fox. Um, I remember this movie when I was a wee lad. I was a, a child watching him talk about what sugar ray and you know, uh it was like a gangster movie in Harlem. And I really the, the thing about those movies is that I, I get I be getting them mixed up with each other. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm surprised that Harlem Nights made it into the top five because I get uh-huh. it. It's a funny movie. Richard Pryor. I mean, how can you beat that? Uh, Della Reese is in that movie. they are very iconic scenes. Uh, but for me, they, they start it started to mesh with other movies because I started uh-huh. thinking about Hoodlum and I was like Bumpy Johnson. It was a whole thing. So I'm kind of surprised that it's in the top five. Uh, but uh, the most iconic thing about Harlem Nights to me is that I remember that, uh, the Della Reese scenes, uh, and I'm sure Bryce will get into those in a second. They were parodied in different, uh, aspects on like different music videos and stuff. I don't know if y'all remember the past, the Cavassier uh, music video. <laughs> I think Monique was like the uh-huh. Della Reese character and she got shot in a pinky toe. So Harlem Nights, it's a big deal. Our listeners, you voted for it. And so here it is in the top five. Bryce, what do you have to say about Harlem Nights?
2: So, again, I think that I was a bit confused as well. I think when I saw Harlem Nights, I automatically thought of Hoodlum. Um, And Mm -hmm. for me, I definitely remember this. You know, I am the youngest one here. So it's like my Mm -hmm. memory of a lot of these movies are different. But I definitely can remember, like, going to my grandmom's house, seeing my mom, my aunt and them, like, talk about this. But for me more, it was the ensemble cast that we had it, at this time. Arsenio mm-hmm. Hall, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, Jasmine Guy, Della Reese. Uh, there were just so many. Tommy from Martin. Y'all say, you know, he ain't... People mm-hmm. like, he, he got a job? Like, yeah, like, he actually was a working actor. And so I just love it because there are so many people. And again, it's the Della scene where it's like he literally shoots her in the pinky toe. Uh, For me, that's just classic, classic, classic. But I love this because it has Eddie Murphy in it. And I was having a conversation, some pillow talk the other day. And I was talking about, like, Black movies, Black shows. And Eddie Murphy came up and... The conversation that I was having was about, like, it it spung from the Club Shay Shay with Cat Williams. And it kind of, like, just spung from, like, Kings of Comedy. Then we were talking about, like, our greatest comedians and different stuff. And I had brought Eddie Murphy up. And in this conversation, I brought Eddie Murphy up. Like, when people talk about kind of, like, the top 10 Black comedians, I'm like, why isn't Eddie Murphy in that conversation. And then it just led me to this whole bigger discussion of Eddie Murphy, where like Eddie Murphy is a comedian. Eddie Murphy is a musician, right? Like, you know, he had a number one. Eddie Murphy has starred in so many great classic movies. And my question to my friend and my question to you guys is, why do you think like as a community, we don't hold Eddie Murphy higher than what we hold? hold him as right like when we think of Eddie Murphy it's kind of like Eddie Murphy like but when we say Denzel it's Denzel when we say like Will Smith it's Will Smith like why do you think it is like when it comes to Eddie Murphy it's almost like I don't know I just feel like we need to put a little more respect on Eddie Murphy's name so
1: uh for me I know when this club Shay Shay thing happened um I remember I'm pretty sure it was on Stage said that he remembers uh Eddie Murphy saying um somebody had asked Eddie Murphy like why did you uh, stop doing Um, stand-up? Like basically kind of like once you made it in Hollywood and Eddie Murphy said that it got to the point where I couldn't tell if they were laughing because my jokes are funny or if they were laughing because I was Eddie Murphy. So that's when he like stopped. Like, so I don't know if that's true, but that's what I I heard. And I think, I think we do hold Eddie Murphy to a, a, a high standard. I think we just hold him as like a comedic actor because like we said, he 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 only did a few standups. Even though Eddie Murphy's raw is one of my favorite uh, standups, um, definitely in my like top five, top three. Um, so I, I feel like I feel like Eddie Murphy is seen as a, a titan and a giant in our community. I think it's just he also has like for every amazing film that he has, he also has kind of like a comedic dud, like morbid. So it's kind of like. It kind of evens it out as to why he's not. And he's he he's a good dramatic actor. Um, he definitely proved that just recently with the my name is Dolomite. But he, he there's always unfortunately in entertainment, there feels like there's a ceiling for comedy. There's always been a ceiling ceiling for comedy. We're still talking about the the ceiling with like the Grammys and stuff like that, and how most comedic movies don't get those awards. So I think it's unfortunately the genre is why he might not be in your Denzels with your your Denzels and your wills because they are seen as dramatic actors while he started off as a comedic actor and one does not also put him in the dramatic uh, actor role even though i we all know he can do them both pretty flawlessly.
2: right we've seen dream girls okay like Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. i don't know i just i just feel like we just don't give enough credit to and again i i feel mm-hmm. what you say cuz with every yep. great movie then you get a, a norbit or you get a <laughs> but, but i mean what actor doesn't have duds though right like sure. I, I don't know it's just like this conversation just went on and on and on but i just also was like i think you know i need to put just a little more respect because again he's a triple threat mm-hmm. like he had a number one single back in the day yeah. he was with his every curl he was dancing and like mm-hmm. he was doing the thing
0: yeah. yeah, We might have but, to we might yeah, have to dedicate no, we might have to dedicate some unsung hero episodes to people like Eddie Murphy, who we just don't think get there just do, you know, to kind yeah, of deep dive into flowers. their careers. Yeah, and give them their flowers. Um, that's a great idea, Bryce. For me, Eddie Murphy is just known for both of those things. He's he's known for mm-hmm. the goofy comedies, and he's also mm-hmm. known for the big movies in a way that Denzel is only known for the big movies, right? Denzel okay. doesn't have a Norbit. He might not have movies, movies that you don't he might have movies that you don't love, but he don't have a orbit, you know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> could you,
2: it's like, could and, you and, and I like could, could you imagine Denzel in orbit? No, no, no. And see, no. and that's and that's
0: the thing. Okay. And I, I and I think that's the thing for every for every like Dreamgirls. You have the Nutty Professor, which is a great movie, but also a very goofy oh, yeah. movie where he's in costume, you know, throughout the, mm-hmm. half of the movie. You know, so it's those are the things that probably set a, uh, Eddie Murphy apart. But this is not a conversation about Eddie Murphy. This is about. Harlem Knights, and I think you point out the cast, Bryce. Uh, that is the perfect uh the perfect thing for me to highlight why this movie is so great. Um, Charlie Murphy, Miguel Nunes, Tommy Ford, Leela Roshan, Arsenio Hall, Jasmine Guy, you know, Della Reese, everybody, the big names. It's just it's a star studded cast, Red Fox. You know, these are legends and in Hollywood, and especially Black Hollywood, A-listers. And so for them to come together and tell this uh, story, uh, this gangster story, I think it just, it fit. Now, the problem we're having here with Harlem Knights at number five is that um, maybe, since we discussed, dramedy shouldn't be in the mix maybe yeah. it should be disqualified because we talk, we, tried, mm-hmm. we tried to set these apart, but I think with, with all these movies being similar, we forgot this was the funny one. So, Mari, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, so, right. uh, uh-huh. out of curiosity, do you know yeah, what the number six option is on, on here for the top yes. five?
1: Yes, the number six option is Poetic Justice, which was firmly in the top five when I first checked the survey, so Okay. Um,
0: well, the, jab, justice, justice, justice for, poetic, for po- justice. poetic justice. Poetic justice for poetic justice. Uh, Bryce Amari, do you have anything y'all want to say about poetic justice before we move on? Because poetic justice is one of my uh in eggs. I've never seen the movie.
2: Ah, it was my I, top I've three. Ne- it was in my top three. I've never seen it in its entirety. Either. Ah.
0: I, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. I probably seen it once when I was younger, but I could not mm-hmm. tell you the plot.
1: Yeah, well, it, it's basically, it's it's basically like a forced road trip with like four people. And I, I, I like Poetic Justice because it's like, even though it still has kind of all of the stereotypic, uh, stereotypical narratives about some of the movies that came in the 90s of like, the 90s of like people, you know, um trying to scrape by to make money and stuff like that. It also still felt like it kind of toes the line. Of a romance, romance as well, because uh, Janet Jackson plays Justice, Tupac Sh- Shakur plays her love interest, but they're like they're if they're in forced proximity because they're helping their two friends like do a, ro- a, a, a road trip. So it's it's one of those movies that like for it to be, I'm pretty sure it was like Janet's first movie. I can't remember uh, how many movies Tupac had done. At this time, but it was like kind of like their natural chemistry that kind of held the movie together, and it's why it's like one of my my favorite movies. And um, I really tend to like um, female focused, uh, uh, driven, um, classic dramas. So this is right up the alley. And so yeah, I you know, Harlem night slipped in there. Uh, I I know I put it on the list thinking it was something else. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so
0: Bryce. When we weren't recording y'all, Bryce was telling us that this is how
2: kickbacks normally work, right? Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Uh, We we have an art. There's normally an argument about something, uh, that there's a big disagreement. And at the root of the disagreement, (laughs) a lot of the parties are talking about separate, different things. And this is the time people are standing up this is the time when some of the family members make they exit. This is the time when I personally make my plate and put it in the yeah. microwave so that nobody know where my plate is at. But like that was Grab this that, that conversation was a classic kickback. It, and you and you yeah. find
1: out you find out after the argument's been going on for 20, 30 minutes, like Oh, that's not what I was oh, even talking about. Dang, like, I was talking oh, about the other one. Right, yeah, right. that's crazy. But <laughs>
2: what I said, I said what I said.
0: Yes, I said what I said. Okay, well, that's enough about our number five and 5.5 uh, 5 A and 5 B on our countdown. Uh, Mari, tell us what is number four on our top five black dramas list.
1: Okay, number 4 is securely number 4. Uh this is a movie that nobody is going to get confused. Well, some some people might get it confused with its uh, comedic counterpart, but we'll talk about that another week. Of course, number 4 is John Singleton's classic Boys in the Hood. I mean, just one of those movies that like sticks with you. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed to be a a coming of age. It was like in the nineties, people just loved like talking about Los Angeles and the struggles that was going on in like LA and stuff. But of course it stars Goody Jr., Ice Cube, Morris Chestnut. Um, And it's, it's, who's the fourth? I can't remember who the fourth is right now, but it was one of those movies that like, to this day, it's like, Ricky! like <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just know each moment you know what I'm saying like you just can like any moment you pull out and then the 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 narration uh by Cuba and it's just like it's good I love this movie uh Bryce uh have you seen Boys in the Hood
2: you know I've seen Boys in the Hood of Boys course. in the Hood yes. for me was like such a a coming to age movie for me in the sense of mm-hmm. it was one of the first movies I ever watched when I was younger that literally made me cry It was Mm -hmm. also one of the movies where, like, as quiet as it's kept, you know. uh, Before I could really figure out my sexuality, I just knew that if um, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, (laughs) it, (laughs) it was that scene where he got like them dice in his hand. I just remember thinking, like, you don't remember, like, he. Got the little thing, in, or <laughs> is it the scrunchy thing? It's like the scrunchy thing or the dice when he's sitting talking on the phone. Uh, With is it? I, I don't know why. Is this Cuba Gooding Jr. or is it Ice Cube that's playing? So Cuba Gooding Jr. Yes. is is playing Trey in this. Uh, yeah, in this Trey. Right. Uh-huh. yeah, 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 Trey. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it it is Trey for me. I just yeah, there. I just remember having a lot of crushes. I also remember just the iconicness of Nia Long at the cookout. Like yeah, Boys in the Hood just is something that is mm-hmm. uh just a world win of movie. But again, it's one of the first movies ever that I remember just literally like being six years old and crying at mm-hmm. the scene. That's the scene of all of the movies. So yeah, for sure Boys in the Hood is definitely up there. Yeah. for me. And yeah. this
0: this movie uh, garnered a Best Director and Best Original Screenplay at the 64th Academy Awards. Um, so John Singleton became the youngest person and the first African-American to be nominated for Best Director. Um, in 2002, the United States Library of Congress deemed it culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant and selected it for preservation in the National Film Registry. So Boys in the Hood is a big deal. I love this movie as well to this day, I'm still asking why Ricky didn't zig and zag. Boy, why you run straight? Why did you run straight? You knew they were shooting at you. You, you Baby, we dodging bullets. Baby, we, we dodging bullets. You got to, you, when you you bob and weave, you don't just bob Ricky. And so, you watch that whole movie thinking that Ricky gonna be the one. He gonna, he going to college, y'all. He's gonna get out only to see that jump, duck, hide behind something. God damn, you know, so not to spoil the movie, but there you go. That's Boys in the Hood. Number four. I'm I'm happy that it's in my in in the top five. It's definitely yeah. in my top five for sure. Uh so I was very happy about this. Love Boys in the Hood. Um, again, I think that some of these, um, some of these like 90s like uh in the hood style movies uh kind of blur together at some point uh but i'm really excited to talk about some of the other ones in the future and even maybe one day we could go and revisit boys in the hood uh and talk about it you know throughout the entire movie because there's so much to talk about drugs there's scripts there's you know there's um generational trauma and you know trying to get out of said hood so you know all those things so I love it. And if you haven't seen Boys in the Hood in a while, go watch it. Because again, the cast is star-studded. Mari, you forgot one other character in Boys in the Hood. I'll give Who you one it? hint. They were in a lot of biopics.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: It is the Queen, Angela Bassett. She is Oh, also
1: right.
0: She in... She's in Boys and in And Regina the King. And yes, and Regina King as well. So...
1: But she just drops Trey off, right? Like she just... <laughs> that's not the point. Um, Get out!
2: on the, the phone, too. She be on the phone. Yeah.
0: Listen, she is everybody's mama, and she's also everybody. So, shout uh. out to Angela Bassett. The, so far, the MVP of Recap Kickback. Yes. Mari, let's yeah. talk. What is number three on our Black
1: Dramas list? Okay. So, number three... My personal favorite. I don't know how it got to three. It's fine. It's okay. It's all right. Set it off. Set man. it off. Set it off.
2: Dana <sighs> Peter
1: Smith. Dana owns herself aka Queen Latifah. The Queen. The Queen. Vivica A. Fox. And introducing Kimberly Anise Elise. Elise. Introducing. Yeah. Man. This is my favorite movie of all time because, again, it's 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 a story that is like it's been to- it's like well, it's been told now at this point it's like it's been told, but watching four women who are so desperate in in LA, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> LA was going through it in the nineties. <laughs> um. <Instantly>. <laughs> <laughs> um but the desperation of all four of them, um, just being screwed by the system or um, just being in such a desperate bind that they resort to bank robbing, and even though you're like, you know, this is a crime, but you're rooting for them, and even going back and watching it as somebody with like a, a crime scene background, I'm like, y'all. You know, you're like, there's so many missteps that they made that they easily got caught for the crime, but also it has one of like it has a really good soundtrack, and yeah. it has one of those so many moments where you are just openly sobbing, and it it's it's really one of my favorite movies. I I rewatch it to I rewatch it uh for this because I was like any excuse to watch that off. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that it off. And it also <laughs> i noticed it had like it it had so many like slang in it that it's like you forget how how when people use slang in movies that it's so natural that it's to the point where it's like i can't remember if this movie started this slang or if the the slang was before that and it incorporated it in the movie like that's how natural the the dialogue felt you know what i'm saying like it sometimes it feels hard especially with like uh, black movies today it feels hard to um that you're getting like natural um conversation between characters. And this, I mean, this shout out to F Gary Gray who directed it. I love set it off. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, I can talk about it all the time. Uh Chappelle.
0: No, Mari, what's the procedure when you have a gun in your hand? You know, like that is what's line... the procedure?
1: What's the, the procedure? procedure,
0: Chappelle? What's the <laughs> procedure? You know, like lines like that, oh. they just they stick with you forever. Um like the scene with Lester. I I look, there's so many, there's so many quotables in there. Uh, sometimes you just find yourself in a bind, Mari. And these these Mm -hmm. women were in a bind. They were in a bind, right? And so, uh, yeah, we watch the story of Uh these, these women who are, you know, destroyed by the system. You know, we see Mm -hmm. a a man murdered by the police wrongfully murdered. Um, and and these are stories that, you know, are still being told, you know, these are, this is not new. Um, now, what I know, Mari, is that we actually have the perfect person on here to talk about this because mm-hmm. um Bryce and his social work background, he and I have talked about set it off before on yeah. the Purple Pants podcast. And so, Bryce, tell us, tell the people why
2: do you set it off is too low on this ranking, right? Like it's it's number three, really. I agree. Yeah, it is very low, and I think that again, it's it just touches on so many systemic things in this community with police brutality with social work, with having a Mm -hmm. social worker that is not from the community that cannot understand the lifestyle that people live. And although it might not be the lifestyle that you live, but that does not mean that this child is unsafe. There are just Mm -hmm. so many aspects of this movie. I counted $4,632 and you couldn't even offer me a water Mm system. Like, those type of lines... For me, just take me out. And again, it's like, let's like also talk about this. The first time that we get a Black movie that we get to see like queer, like a Black Mm -hmm. female queer or even a they, them. That is the way that Queen Latifah's role was highlighted in this movie. I think for me as a young queer watching it, right? Like I loved how they just, it was it was the person, right? Like they didn't mm-hmm. make this spectacle about, like you know, Queen Latifah played that role, and her character was so ingratiated in this. I just loved it, and again, to this day, I don't even feel like we've seen uh, a role like. Mind you, I'm about to lose her name. What's her name in the movie? Um, Cleo. 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 Like, yeah. We, we don't even get to see. We don't even get to really see pe- roles like Cleo anymore and i don't even mm-hmm. think that it gets talked about for its queerness that again and how just it normalized it so much uh but in my opinion that movie made vivica fox right like i feel like that mm-hmm. was the movie that people were like vivica fox is that girl and also it's just like i just be wanting to know where's stony at today right like where do y'all right. think stony would be at today
0: um uh... yeah. You know, the, the, the
2: final scene
0: in that movie, of course, like uh like Mari said, it's a tearjerker. We see uh Stoney uh drive off into the sunset in a way that yeah. you just didn't expect. And um we don't know what happens to Sony, but we do know that this cast goes on to do great things. As Mari already outlined, we got uh, the Queen Dana Owens herself as uh, Queen Latifah as Cleo, Jada Pinkett as Stony, uh, Vivica Fox Frankie, Kimberly Lee as TT, but then also John C. McKinley as the de- detective Strode. People will know him yeah. from Scrubs. Blair Underwood as the puppy from the bank. You know, uh, as so, a good guy. What? Yeah, yeah, as a good, <laughs> as a good guy. Um, iconic scenes what's it gonna be like, yes, like it's uh, don't so like, go. yeah don't let go yeah it's so I many moments it, it. in that movie that just stand out if you haven't seen set it off what are you waiting for go watch mm-hmm. it come back and leave us some five-star reviews because i need that money you know the um <laughs> i need that money so yes great for um, setting off top five drama of course, it is. It just makes sense. I'm sorry. It just, that is the correct answer. It should be in our top five. And I'd argue it might be higher, but I don't know what the top two are. So, Mari, mm-hmm. take it. What is number two on our top five Black
1: dramas list? Number two, um, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about uh, who was right and who was wrong here. Uh, oh. The best man. <laughs> the best man oh. is number
0: two. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Mari, you yeah. might not know this, but the best man is not in my top five black like, dramas list. Uh, it actually came it's not in at mine se- either. It came in at number seven for me, Bryce. What is the mm-hmm. best man land for you?
2: So it's not even on my list because I haven't even seen the best man in its what? entirety. Because, gro- but listen to me growing up, my- when I tell you my mother played that movie. Be out to the yeah. point that it was like I just never wanted to watch it because my mom, like, you would come home, like, you that. could tell when my mom had one, like, had a night. You would come home, she would have like her wine on the table, and this movie would be on, and so it's like as a child, I was just like, Ugh, I don't want to watch it. I have seen the newer remakes, not the remakes, but the continuations of it, but I don't think I've ever really seen it in its entirety. So don't judge me. Ooh, okay, well. The best man is, I like I said, it's not in my top five, but it
0: should. It it definitely is a great. A I get great, why I, I cannot. Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to like it's supposed to be in people's top five. I will say that. Uh-huh. Um, the best man uh, comes out in nineteen ninety nine. It's a also a comedy drama. You know, what I'm just saying maybe you know whatever, and uh, it is about the story of Harper Stewart, uh, who is an author who is writing a book about uh, him and his friends and. On the surface, you sound like that. That's probably fine, right? No. Harper is using all the drama that his friends have, all their relationships, all the inner workings of the relationships, and changing the names. And and like they, everyone knows about his friends, but they don't know all the drama that each other knows. Harper has all he knows where the bodies are buried, basically, and he's yep. using it to sell his novel. And so, as the, the friends are reading the book, they're also coming together for the wedding for Harper's best friend and his wife Mia or fiance Mia. And so, while this is happening, people are reading the book. Look, people are finding out some of the drama, but then also the wedding is approaching. And so as these secrets are coming out, things get heated. We find out some big, big, huge, huge plot twist moments that just derail everything. And um, it leads to what? Two other spinoffs after that? Two other sequels? Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, The Best Man is, it is a movie that, again star-studded cast right uh i love every person in this movie for every role that they're playing they're perfect for every role uh i even think that we get the like this might be introducing regina hall who is one of my favorite actresses as candy mm-hmm. the stripper i mean it is <laughs> yeah. there is so much good and the best man um i know a lot of people rank this number one that's how it ended up at number two because yeah. i know that like my friends love this movie i like this movie a lot um, but. It is such a good story. It's funny, it's smart, and it's dramatic. And then, like I said, there's some big, intense moments that really make you say, hmm, damn, that's that's crazy. And only to be followed up by two sequels as well. So The Best Man definitely deserves to be in at least this number two spot. Mari, what's your
1: familiarity with The Best Man? Um, like Bryce said, I've watched it full through and then I've watched fragments of it and it literally was just trending like the other day because the mm-hmm. scene at the wedding where Morse Chestnut um, just straight up punches Tay Diggs once he realizes, like, <laughs> so quick spoiler if you haven't seen the movie. Um, it, I And he was the last one to figure it out, I guess because he's that slow jock brain of his, but Morse Chestnut, he, <laughs> he realized that back in, in college uh, uh, when... His wife, who Mia, who he's about to marry, when she gets her lick back, uh, because him or Ch- Chestnut had been cheating on her throughout their college career. He was a he was a, a star athlete. She was like the good girl or whatever. He took her virginity and then he like slept on a whole bunch of girls over her, over her. But she still stayed true and stuck with him and all that stuff. But there was one time she slipped up, and when she slipped up, she slipped up with his best man, which is Tay Diggs he put this in the book and uh Lance that's uh more Chestnut's character realizes it <laughs> like at the altar. <laughs> and <laughs> so the debate was like you know who was more wrong. Was Lance more wrong for cheating on Maya? They they've been together for like 10 years at this point. I think I don't if I remember correctly, I don't know why they're just getting married, but like um they've been together the whole their whole college their whole college career and all that. And I think he like went to, I think he went professional and blew out his knee if I remember correctly, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And so um, she had stuck th- with him through that whole time. A good, most of that time he was cheating on her. And there was one time where she found out and she was going to leave him. Like she literally was, was leaving him and he begged Tay Diggs character to help him get her back. well, that ended with, with Tay Diggs and, and Mia actually having sex. It worked. But it worked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't She even got her look
1: back and then went back to Lance. And um, so people are like, you know, or is she wrong for sleeping with his best man? So,
2: uh, uh, it, <laughs> in what world is that even a question, though? Like, I just feel like, again, I know the story, right? And the fact that that's even mm-hmm. a question is if, like, she is, is wrong. Uh, yeah, in my uh, opinion, uh, blows my mind though. Right? Yeah. I, two wrongs don't make a right, but sometimes a right make a right. So, uh no, hell
0: no, nah. hell no. Nah. I'll I'll go. be the opposition here. here I think mean, they both wrong. They both wrong. They equally wrong. How about that? Because Mari said she slipped up one time. You don't slip and fall on your best your best man's uh, your home or your, or your man's best it, friend. You don't slip and fall happen. on your it best happens. friend. That she wasn't, no, there look wasn't look no slip back. up. She got her, yes, she got her lick back, but it wasn't no accident. Back. But I it wasn't no it. accident. Ain't no slip. Ain't no slip. She got her lick back. And that's okay. I think they both are wrong. If she felt so bad about getting cheated on, maybe she should have just left. Um, You know, maybe that would have been, maybe she should have yeah. left. Maybe he should have stopped cheating. But regardless, ain't no, well, ah, uh, yeah. You, well, we even now. Ain't no even Stevens. Both of y'all is wrong as hell. Oh, they, um, even. <laughs> they even. They <laughs> even. I think the, they're I not think even. The even yeah, the wrong, the wrongest person. She got, all she of got a is, couple more lickbacks to get back,
2: in my opinion. She does. Yeah. Well, look,
0: no, no, I'm not gonna spoil the sequels, but we see how the story ends anyway. Yeah. So, um, not, not to uh make this too morbid, but I do think Harper is like the the focal point of this because he is the best man, the titular best man, who goes and helps them rekindle this relationship. So there's a lot of layers to this story. There's mm-hmm. also. So many other people, I think the NAACP uh nominated all eight of the principal cast uh members for Image Awards in the year 2000. So I'm talking about Tay Diggs, Nia Long, Terrence Howard, um,
2: uh, what was it, uh, Morris
0: Chestnut, Harold Pernio, Sanaa Lathan's in the movie, Mo- Monica Calhoun is in the movie. I mean, who is not in this damn movie? You know, th- this is like if you took the Avengers of Black movies in the 90s, in the 2000s, it just said, here, do something together. Y'all, y'all run and play, you know? And so I love the film. I love the cast. They go on to all do great things. Some of them, I think, peak way too soon and have so much more to give as far as movies and television. But um, for me, there's not a lot of complaints with The Best Man. It's just not It's not a movie I go back to a lot because I'm not mm-hmm. a huge fan of the ending. Uh, it's kind of like, dang, mm-hmm. I, 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 I kinda, I'm like a happy ending type person. And so for that movie to kind of end, and I'm like, dang, well, I don't know about this, you know, <laughs> it <laughs> leaves me with too much uncertainty. So I'm definitely fine with Atlanta landing at number two for top five black dramas. Mari, mm-hmm. we have one more. We have one we more movie. And I get the suspicion that my number one is not number one. I just just judging by the vibes of these conversations, I don't really know what's about to happen. But I have a strong number one in my mind. Could you please tell us what the actual number one is as per the listeners of this podcast?
1: I I mean if you want to take a guess, I would love it if you and Bryce want to take a guess. Oh well, Bryce, I, what
2: you think? In talking about the best man, I realized waiting to exhale was not on this list. Uh say? romance. We're gonna save it for romance. the romance. Uh, okay, yeah, we're all right. Save it okay. for the romance. All right. Yeah, okay.
1: Look um that, that that i got you <laughs> thank you, thank you. That, yeah. uh,
0: I, I have a guess for what i think it is and then i have what i want it to be
2: i have a guess what i think it is i now because i feel like the the audience might be a little younger um mm-hmm. like myself so i could see now don't kill me but i could see the django being high up there oh mm-hmm. i I rank that dead
0: last to keep okay. that from happening. So we're going to yeah. hope that that didn't okay. happen. Um, I think number one is Soul Food. Mm. It's, it's, uh, but I didn't rank
1: Soul Food number one. You should The do. disrespect. What did you say? So- number one, Chavelle? I like Training Day. <laughs> well, number one is indeed Soul Food. Okay. Did mama didn't <laughs> lose that leg for nothing. I <laughs> left the family in my house. And the,
2: family. and the family my husband yeah. <laughs> yep yeah and yes I, so that is one of the I do apologize for my delay uh but that is one of the classic lines of that movie and mm-hmm. randomly and recently I came across this interview with uh Vanessa Williams and she talked about how that was improv like that, mm. that line was improv how they were working with a new director and how she was saying like she kind of brought her experience as an actor and like they were all working with the director and how that was essentially an improv of her just being like let's try it this way and let's see how it comes out and baby was that a classic okay a Mm -hmm. classic line um i love so food i do it's but it's also horrendous
1: you know what i'm saying so I, <laughs> I of course i was just puttering around my house so i had it on um i had it on like uh yesterday while while i was puttering around my house and it's just so many things like every every year somebody comes back around it's like terry wasn't wrong you know what i'm saying well, like, wasn't- no it was one of those movies that you have to rewatch. Like, you have to watch as an adult if you didn't see it. Because it came out when I was, like, seven or eight. I remember the, the song, the, the, the For Mama song. Oh, Mama, my God. Mama. Mama yeah. Every time I remember being on the bus, listening to you. that. You know so, food is you. just... If we're talking about pure drama... This is the pure drama, classic black drama. This is why it's number one, because it doesn't mix me with like comedy or anything else like that. It is just straight up black family struggle, generational trauma, and so many issues being touched on at the same time. Like the one family member who has the good job, who has all the money, who has to pay for everybody else's stuff, who does, who, who, you know, doesn't get any uh, grace for it. it, or people are just so ungrateful, you know, to the one the one person in the family who has all the kids, <laughs> like, all the kids. <laughs> you know, all the infidelity running around, big mama having to deal with it. We we don't see their their father, um, but having to deal with his gambling issues and how she took it like a champ. You know, what I'm saying because that's how you, how you're supposed to do it. Uh, Soul Food is just so good. I never watched the series. I always wondered what the series like focused the on. Ser- series
2: excellent. Excellent, excellent, Was it before excellent. or after the movie? Was so was it, it after? was after the movie. It came on Showtime Thursday nights at 8. Uh, it really kind of <laughs> highlighted uh, uh, Nicole parker Ire and Boris Kojo. That's how they met. They got married. It was really, 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 really really good. Uh, I used mm-hmm. to watch that, me and my mom. And um, here is one of my biggest gripes in soul food. Now, it might be minor and little. But again, you know, I have a social worker background and I always think what my social worker had. After Big Mama died, y'all just let Uncle Pete live in that house. Like, I, I feel like there should have <laughs> been elderly <laughs> abused God. Like, why was Uncle Pete living in that house by himself?
0: He he wouldn't come out the room, he wouldn't come out the room, Bryce. What do you I mean Uncle Pete, Uncle Pete wasn't even eating the food at that point because Big Mama stopped cooking and bird can't cook? So, I mean, he was basically in there dying. You know, they just left Uncle Pete in there. It took a fire to get Uncle Pete out of the house. Uh and he tried to leave with all the money. I don't know if y'all caught that, but Uncle Pete was <laughs> getting out of there and and he tried to dip out with the cash. Um I love Soul Food. I love the sound. Mm-hmm. I love everything about Soul Food. I love the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I love the cast. I love the plot. It's goofy. It's it's like Mari said, it's drama. But the, it's the drama that you can laugh at. It's not a dramedy. It is a drama that you can laugh at. You mm-hmm. know, the, the scenes where um, oh man, Vivica Fox character, when she's like the younger sister, but she steals Terry's boyfriend early on. Then she goes and man. marries him and has kids with him and lives a happy life. Yep. Terry's sitting around, you know, trying to, find to take it. And, she can't take, She can't do nothing. They love Miles, you know. And mm-hmm. Terry can't keep a man. Was well, like, well, if her relatives wasn't always stealing them, <laughs>
1: stealing then maybe,
0: them. maybe she, she could keep them. her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Meanwhile, Big Mama gets sick. the The family circles around Big Mama as a focal point in the community, and they all eat Sunday dinner. And they go, and you know, she 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 ends up dying. Uh, and then they try to use those same Sunday dinners that kill Big Mama to bring the family back together. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is an incredible story um it is so much fun to watch like i said it's not it's not yeah. a drama that you are sad watching it's a drama that yeah. you have the range of emotions right like you there are mm-hmm. moments where you're like oh this is great oh this is sad big mama's passing oh wait there's drama out there okay i'm invested faith did what you know um God. then the end of the movie happens and there's somewhat of a happy ending because at the end of the day these sunday dinners Bring the family back together. It's so, okay. It gives you everything
1: that you need. Yes. But also, a 10 year old witnessed all of this. Like, Ahmad mm-hmm. is the, Told is the, to the narrator. Oscar. Like,
2: (laughs) how traumatic is that? (laughs) And and that's the story that I love so much about SoFu is that it is relatable. Like, Mm -hmm. let's be honest. Mm -hmm. I can think about me being six years old and thinking about some of the things that I have seen in my family Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I don't know if I should have been previously today, (laughs) but I think. (laughs) <laughs> why Soul Food really is number one, because it really talks about the inner workings and the dynamics of, and again, I don't even want to say a Black family, a family, right? There mm-hmm. are so many secrets, there are so many things that like, the fa- oh, we gotta put on this good face, we gotta be this good family, but there are so many different layers that I think that every family really can identify with, and I think that that is really the power of Soul Food and it's just so relatable even like you know I think um me personally like in my family right now like you know people are getting older and like you know I'm trying you know I'm always gonna be the Terry but you know I'm talking Mm -hmm. to my family about will and estate planning and it's something Uh that they don't really want to talk about right because it's like a, a hard conversation but I'm like we need to have these conversations and again you think about soul food, like big mama didn't really have the things laid out and how the things should have went which also caused a lot of drama and different things and so soul food really just is one of those movies that is truly a classic and again it's a black classic but i think it kind of like uh ascends black classic because it's just so relatable um and again i just always have to bring my my queerness out because baby. The nights I thought about Lim. All right. Cut it out. Cut it out.
0: Cut it out. Sorry. That's how you end up podcasting about love after
1: lockup. I mean, Uh, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And there's so many situations in soul food that can spark greater debates. Like, of course, like you just said, Lim, his predicament of, of coming out of prison, having like a hard time finding a job bird using her contacts which is one of her ex to get him the job and then him being mad about that um and ultimately recidivism strikes again ending up back in prison um you could talk about Terry uh Terry and, and um what's it what's his miles right Terry and Miles, miles. where they they Came together as successful lawyers, but now Miles wants to go and start a group with Joe to see it, and Babyface. <laughs> yeah, and and she's like, I don't know about this, and but he finds a younger woman in Faith who is like stroking his ego. Um, but I, I just think there's so many, so many situations that are so like nuanced and, and it's so interesting. And I just want to say justice for Terry because I mean she pulled all them strings to get Lim out of jail and she says it, and they're like, Ain't nobody asked for your help, Terry. <laughs> like,
2: like, okay, we'll send his ass back. mind you, ain't but finna disrespect me at this Sunday table. <laughs> I, nothing, no. I really do now mind you, I do believe in justice for Terry, but I do believe like in that moment though, Terry, like girl. Just let him be home with us. You ain't got to be like, well, you know, I got you out. But I mean. That's well, here's my <laughs> thing.
0: It's like, we like we kind of watched this as a child, right? So we kind of, that's why we relate to like the, the idea that this story is being told from a child's point of view. Cause this movie came out when we were we were younger. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we watched the family drama happen around us. And of course the adults were not paying any attention to us. And it's like, then you get older, you start asking a question. like, how do you even know that stuff happens? Cause I was right there. I was right. I was at the table. I was in the other room. I, I heard it all. I seen it all. And then when y'all start venting, y'all vent to the kids. Like, oh, let me tell you about your crazy uncle, your you know, your aunt. So, Bryce, you say that you're the Terry, but most people watching Soul Food at the moment did not think they were the Terry. Bryce, yeah. Was you always the Terry, or are you just the Terry now? Always. Honest, you was always. not. Always. I, Stop, I, it. I always Stop it. Stop it. Terry. Bryce, I, you swore like you were burned.
2: You swore. (laughs) (laughs) Not bird. I mean, I did want to do hair. uh, You swore you was Max. You was not Terry. Okay, maybe. But I I did I I loved the fabulousness of Terry, right? Like I just thought Terry was Mm -hmm. that girl. Another thing that mm-hmm. I love about soul food is that th- we're talking about all of these differences about how, you know, Terry had to carry everything. Maxine had this resentment bird just kind of could do whatever mm-hmm. they wanted. But what I also loved about soul food was the second they thought were the second Lim did something to bird. Oh yeah. No matter what <laughs> going on, the family came together. Right. Like, you know, they were there. And so it's like, it's this, realness about a family where it's like child you know i don't mess with uncle tony and i don't like you know i ain't talking to my cousin right now but let my phone ring and something happen or my family needs me it's like the we will drop everything and be there
1: yeah yeah and it's real it's real interesting because i like Maxine was so funny to me it's like, like why are you bitter you got the man you got the kids you know like it's very interesting and it, it's kind of funny because right now I'm I'm the Maxine in my life but I remember growing <laughs> up I was the, I was the Ahmad like because my mom was the Terry in my in my family my mom was the Terry and
2: so is mine it played out
1: exactly how, how that, I'm just sitting there like oh mm. Like and the mom was every. I love how a mom was everywhere. Like why were he like he bounced around to everybody's house.
0: He just went to the hospital on his own to visit his grandma, like with no car, just got on the city bus. It was like okay, I'm gonna go see Granny. Um, he was in know, a shop. He was in a shop
1: just randomly. He was John sweeping C. Samuel. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, Food shines a light on one of the stories that has plagued the Black community for so long, the evil mm-hmm. light-skinned character. You know, we saw Samuel, we see Terry getting picked oh, on no, a little gosh. bit. They just got no love in this movie at all. I don't care. You can watch it back with a uh, 2020 lens and say, Terry was rock. like, you know, she deserved better. But at the same time, this movie does not paint it as that. It really does paint Terry as the villain who got her mm-hmm. money and stuck up. She can't keep a man. She's the problem. And everybody else is all family oriented. But at the end of the day, just, the the story does not happen if you don't have uh the ATM, automatically Terry's money. So, uh, so Food, number one. NAACP Awards, as we know, uh, Vivica Fox, uh, Outstanding Motion Picture, uh, Vanessa Williams, uh, Irma P. Hall for Supporting Actress, Youth Actor, and Brandon Hammond as Amon. We get, you know, Satellite of Grammy Awards for Best Song. So you get, uh, you know, a song for Mama, as we have alluded to, written by Babyface, of course, um, because it's Babyface, that's what he does. But yeah, Mm -hmm. so many iconic scenes, so many good lines, um, it, it's so quotable. If you're new here, go watch Soul Food. It's our number one Black drama on our top
1: five list this week. I literally had to go and look up the actress who played Cousin Faith because I'm like, we ran her out. of Like, I don't or, remember seeing yes. no her nowhere. And I'm ever. looking it up. She working with the white people because we... She had to. She had to. She, mm-hmm. she, she is. She's working with the white people. I feel, I feel bad. She was on ER, The yep. Closer, private practice. Like, we, mm-hmm. we ran her off because your money, we like, was like, not today.
2: Right. But that's also the gift and the curse of some of these roles, right, that you play. Mm-hmm. That in this community, sometimes you are hated so much, you can't get work again. It's, uh, you, it's sad, sad.
0: You think we're going to invite Faith back into our home after we <laughs> saw what happened? I'm sorry, Faith.
1: We'll see you on private practice. This is not the those, place for you. Those bangs were diabolical. Diabolical. <laughs> Don't let anybody in your house with them type of bangs. It's that just part. like the lady Murray.
2: that played on Selena, uh, who played the oh, lady. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Right. Like yeah, she yeah. can't get work yeah. to this day. She's done, She's done. That's and another black also, drama
0: we didn't talk about, but we'll leave that one alone for a little bit. Selena. Not we'll come black back black
2: that history. History, and also, not I, I feel like the formula of black dramas back in the day is that like or and I think that they really need to work back on this is the soundtracks that go with them like yes. can we bring back soundtracks yeah like not yeah. Just getting these random artists to make songs and then you just put it on the soundtrack like these soundtracks soul food set it off the preacher's wife waiting to exhale they hell. were curated mhm
0: yeah, the Soul Food soundtrack went Diamond in My Home and In My Car and in My Walkman. Um, a song for Mama, Call Me with Blackstreet. Uh I what is it? Uh the September is on there, uh the Monica and Usher um like um thing that they do. I forget what it is. Oh, Slow Jam. There's so, so many, damn. so many on there. It, I had the VHS and it starts with Drew Hill performing We're Not Making Love No More, yeah. and I that yep. is my karaoke song, right? You heard me do it, so um, you know, mm. that is that is soulful. That's why it's number one because all mm. the things that make a good black drama are in it and it uh wins the day. So that's our list, that's our top five. Mari, mm-hmm. what missed the cut because, like I said, training day is my favorite black drama, but I started to question even count it as a black drama or it's just got a black person in the head of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh training day was on air. Yeah, you suggested that one. So because I, I love it. I do. Okay. I love the movie. All right. Exactly. It, but, but
0: but I don't think it I don't think it counts as a black drama. There was a no. black lead character, but mm, some like I said, I think Selena might be a blacker drama than this training because so that's eight. a black eight.
1: movie. Oh, you consider full
2: Collector as a black drama.
1: Ooh, I mean, if we, I mean, if we, if we put no. training day on here, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, mean, I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I see think it like crime. It. I think yeah, I, like a I crime see it crime. crime. Yeah, 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 All right. Yeah. What are other
0: honorable mentions?
1: Yes. Yeah, so other honorable mentions include the color purple, which I did put in my top five. I think could be recency bias, as we had literally you just, just it. covered it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and do the right thing uh came in at number nine do the right thing i i think why i do the right thing isn't as high is it's because it's a very uncomfortable drama Mm -hmm. to watch you know what i'm saying like and that's where i i kind of had a little bit of problems of ranking all this stuff because i'm like this movie makes me feel bad (laughs) you know what i'm saying like so i don't like so it's not gonna go that high even though it's a really good movie type type deal you know
0: yeah, um, you, you could say the same thing about Precious, which I know did not yes. make our top five either. No, which it's very I, low. I like the movie Precious. Academy Award winning movie Precious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for, for me, if I'm lining these movies up as to what I want to watch again, that one makes me feel sad, and uh, some yeah. I, some ridiculously good acting from Monique in that in that movie that just makes you go like, wow! Like, who knew? Yeah. We are talking about Eddie Murphy having range. Monique proved that she could do the things in that movie. Um, but yeah, definitely was not surprised to see that it did not make the top five.
1: Yeah, it's it's currently at thirteen. Um, Juice Juice at twelve. I think Juice suffered because not that many people have seen Juice, um, which is crazy. Which is, which is uh crazy um i think juice we got a lot of nas on that one juice is not juice, in my top five but
0: it's in my it. uh juice look that's that's like a it's almost like a thriller like a black thriller It's 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 so funny because at first at first sight you just think like another hood movie mm-hmm. but i mean it i just i'm saying like i don't look i don't want to give away all the things about juice but you gotta go watch it again because if you haven't seen now. it it's it's the one. It really is. It's like Tupac is a serial killer, like a legit, like a legit serial killer running around mm-hmm. the school. Y'all like, I don't know what you thought the movie was, but it's like a slasher mm-hmm. film with a gun, you know? So Ooh. check it out. I love it. I'm sorry. People are not giving juice enough.
1: Yeah, I I yeah, I now I got to go back and watch it with that. Like lens on it, like that. there are uh, jump
0: scares <laughs> when, you, when you close the locker and Tupac standing right there. You know, it's like, Whoa, what is he doing? You know, it's like, uh, his hey man said, Anyway, I don't want to look again, juice robbed. Um, uh, Mark, where did Hustle and Flow land in our countdown?
1: Hustle and Flow landed at the very bottom. Hustle and Flow,
0: boo, boo. I don't even know y'all. <laughs> I love Hustle and Flow. That was number seven on my list, I believe.
1: Um, yeah i like hustle and flow i i'm pretty sure i only saw it once when it came out it's one of those movies that i don't know if it necessarily has rewatchability for me because i did like the tale of the struggle but once you've seen it once it's like is is there really cultural touchstones to go back to it other than the music i mean come on with that trade yeah. i think the music is what actually is is what it's mostly known for and not really the storytelling aspect of the movie
0: yeah, Bryce, question. Do you remember where you had yes.
1: Baby Boy ranked?
2: So Baby Boy I think was at like number 10 for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, it is number it 14 was a, a, on our list.
2: A good movie for me, but I don't know, I just didn't think like I uh, yeah. I didn't think it was great. Another movie that I was like I sh- mm-hmm. it should be on the list. It's one of the newer movies, but uh I thought Moonlight was a really good black drama. Yes. Movie. Yeah. I think I yeah, suggested I that one for Mari too. I, yeah, she I, did. I forgot it. I, um, I, you want not stop coming from Mari uh, Chappelle. <laughs> thank, thank you. Tell him to make his list then. Right. She
1: like, you got your degree and you know everything. You know everything. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um, the other movie we haven't talked about from our list is uh, Minister Society. Uh, yes. For me, uh-huh. here's the thing I like Minister Society. I could tell you about Minister Society, but at some mm-hmm. point, in my in my memory, I started to confuse Minutes of Society with Boys wait, in the Hood and I don't remember. Oh. And so I just mm-hmm. like one of them had to go up. I know Boys in the Hood a lot better than I know Minutes of Society, but also a good movie.
1: Minutes of Society, I think it just gets it just gets wrecked because Don't Be a Menace is way more front uh front of mind <laughs> than Minister Society. And it's it's basically a one-for-one spoof almost. And mm. I can't wait to talk about Don't Be a Menace because that is one of my favorite. Uh, movies like comedies, and it, it's like it's like almost it's the original spoof movie that like I don't think people realize how spoofy it is. It's kind of like its genre's version of Screen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I, well, I think that's oranges, it for the list, though, right?
2: Yeah. yeah in you get yep. Just in the hood. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. Right. You mentioned Django. Do you have any strong opinions about Django?
2: So I think that me not knowing what the movie was going to be thinking that it was just going to be a blockbuster I didn't know what to expect but I enjoyed the movie like I thought the movie was like really well done and I thought that like Jamie Foxx did a great job and so I it's weird because it's like I don't consider it a classic black drama but I thought the movie was good yeah we're trying to put
1: something new on here I I was Stressful. Right, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, because was stressed. Yeah, it I, and I did not.
0: And to be clear, I did not help. So
1: there you go. But, yes. <laughs> but
0: but as far as Django goes, I don't consider it a black movie because I don't consider nothing Quentin Tarantino has ever done is black. True. Uh, yeah. And then also, Jamie Foxx did a great, commi- uh, commendable job. But I don't think Django is in the same conversation as a lot of these films that just really shaped the way we watched. We were watching black media back then. Like you mm-hmm. said, Bryce, I mean, Best Man gets two spinoffs. I mean, two sequels. Um, the the um, Soul Food ends up going to it's get hysterical. a, a long running series. You know, mm-hmm. Baby Boy is on a loop on BT. Every day, right? For like 10 surprised. years, you know, like
1: why it wasn't higher. Yeah. I think we got
0: burnt out on Baby Boy, you know, but I, <laughs> yeah, but you know, The Color Purple just got rebooted as a musical movie now, you know, mm-hmm. and so I do think that, that that one is the one that for me it was always going to be dead last on the list, no matter what happened. And that was the um, one that he
1: suggested, one of the ones he had suggested. I needed something to be, be last, to- uh, mm-hmm. I needed something yeah. to be last.
0: Listen, uh, but all that being said, Mari. One last time, what is our
1: top five? So our top five is Soul Food at number one, The Best Man at number two, Set It Off at number three, Boys in the Hood in fourth place, and finally, Harlem Nights in fifth place. The, the, yeah. and the sneak, the, the sneak in. What was the Okay. Boy let's give it to Yeah. Let's give it
0: All right. But this was fun. This was great. Uh, Again, thank you all for listening to our top five Black dramas. I know y'all gonna have some feedback about this one because obviously we were all over the place. But this was a hard task to do. There are so many Black dramas that stand mm-hmm. out. We had to narrow it down to something. And so um, this just gives us room to do more of these countdowns later on and include the ones that are misses, right? The ones that we did not get. If there's anything that stood out to you, they like, hey, why is this not even an honorable mention? Leave it in the comments here on yeah, YouTube. That's youtube.com slash at recap kickback. And you can find our video, leave it in the comments, tell us how you agree, what you disagree with, but always click that like button and subscribe and leave us some five star reviews on recap, recap, kickback.com. Uh, so that we can make sure that other people find the podcast so they can complain about it too. Uh, Because uh, that's the thing. We're trying to start a conversation. A kickback is a community. It's a gathering, you know, it's like, again, sm- smaller than a party, larger than the gathering. That's a kickback. So, in order to be a part of that, you have to join in our conversation. You can email us at RecapKickback.com. Uh, I'm sorry, at RecapKickback at gmail.com. Uh, or you can tweet us, um, DM us, Recap Kickback, wherever, you know, all social media pra- platforms. Recap underscore kickback for a little bit on TikTok. Um, join the Facebook community. Recap, re- oh, this is hard to say. RecapKickback.com awesome. slash Facebook to join that community and to let us know what you think, uh, and to encourage us to talk about more black dramas and other black movies, Mari, mm-hmm. what's coming next
1: week? So next week, I'm I'm thinking let's let's pull the trigger. Let's do black comedies uh, next week. Top five black comedies. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that one is gonna <laughs> be.
2: If you need some help there with the list, uh, Mari, I got you since you know. Please, send it to me. Send it people, all. Cause... Some people don't do the work.
0: I'm going to ask the Facebook group. So if you're in the Facebook group, mm-hmm. recapkickback.com slash Facebook, I'm going to post something that says, tell us what your favorite Black comedies are. That is your chance to make your list and to that. have your, your opinion heard. And then after that list is made, we will then uh, drop, the, uh, you know, drop the link for the survey. How about that? So I'll, yep. I'll put that in the Facebook group. And then by the time this drops, we should have the survey out for you in the show notes uh, so that you can rank the list that you helped us create. Because um, y'all so damn smart. Y'all can do it yourselves, huh? So Exactly. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was great. Pricey. Thank you so much for coming. For I mean, this is a big, huge moment for me because it's. This is like it's the Chappelle's underscore show today. But like I said, Mm -hmm. I I could not have done any of this without your influence on the Purple Pants Podcast and on RHAP. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, Thank you so much for coming
2: always and forever. Anytime you need me, I'm here. But again, I just wanted to be here to kick it with my girl, Mari. So, you know, thank you, Mari, yeah, I know. for being here with me. I can tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can tell. Uh,
0: uh, Bryce, <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you, what you got working on.
2: If you want to plug, Bryce and we're present. This might be the time. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bryce Isaiah on all social media platforms. The Purple Pants Podcast is pumping out, you know, new material every week of different things. Uh, and yeah, I you know, I keep hearing Debate of if and when or not, uh, but let me just rest assure you for sure that the Bryson Wynn Tour 46 is coming and will be to a city near you. You can check out Bryson win Present on Instagram and Bryson Went on Twitter. Uh, well, we're back, uh, so yeah, I'm excited. The new season of Survivors coming out, and yeah, we have a lot of things cooking over there, so uh, yeah, check me out. Oh, Bryson yeah. Isaiah, I'm around, I'm in these streets, naive,
0: yes, and um. Uh- <laughs> Mari thank you again for coming back and leading these discussions about these uh black movies uh tell everybody what you're working on and where they can
1: find you until they hear from you next time of course you can find me on twitter at Mari talks too much that's two like the number two uh me and Matt Scott are breaking down the uh, wrestling over on the wrestling Rehabit podcast on RHAP you can go to rob has a slash wrestling feed in order to subscribe there or you can you know we're on the youtube and that's a great place to watch this week because this past week uh we did a royal rumble uh fashion review with the great uh victoria motherfucking cage uh we tooted or booted some of the uh royal rumble uh gears so uh i would definitely suggest you check that out on the uh rob has a podcast uh youtube page also, me and Sarah Carradine, we are on a just a one-week hiatus from Crime Scene Podcast. But before we left, we did drop an amazing episode with Jason Reed uh, on the Netflix docuseries American Nightmare um, about the quote-unquote Gone Girl case. It was an amazing podcast and an amazing docuseries. So you can watch the docuseries on Netflix, uh, and then you can go listen to us by going to websitecom slash feed to subscribe there uh, and oh, I was also on RJP's um, final survivor um, uh, preseason podcast, the uh, "Outbid, Out Outpay, Out Draft" podcast, where we drafted uh, zero finalists, zero zero vote finalists, and we had a ball doing that. That's also on the uh, uh, RJP YouTube page as well. So uh, that's it for me, Chabelle.
0: All right. And as far as I am concerned, you can catch me on all these social media platforms uh, talking about Recap Kickback mostly. But you can follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show to uh, keep up with all my tweets and the other podcasting that I'll be doing outside of uh, the kickback. First, on Recap Kickback, um, you should be getting some coverage of Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Donald Glover, the new Mr. and Mrs. Smith uh, series. Puya's coming on to to help me to talk about that premiere and so if the premiere goes well we'll probably double back and talk about the series as a whole because it is streaming right now on prime video so check out Mr and Mrs. Smith and then tune in for the coverage from Puya and I um because I think that I like I kind of was watching it a little bit but I think it's gonna be a good show so check that out uh also speaking of Puya I guessed it on the 90 day fiance wrap up with Puya uh, he's talking about I think this is season 10 of nine of 90 day fiance proper and i got to come on and talk about some of these uh heated exchanges with these people rob and sophie and you know there's there's a lot going on and so i got to go and give my opinion about the craziness that's 90 day fiance uh sasha and i will be covering below deck this week uh it's back below deck proper is back sasha is the captain i'm the co-captain and we'll be here on youtube uh on the rob has a podcast youtube page check that out uh, you can check out nothing but Netflix, the podcast I have with Rob Sesternino, and the other podcast, Suits Yourself, uh, SuitsPodcast.com, where Rob and I are talking about Suits every day of the week until Suits is over. Spoiler alert, it's over But we're still talking about the spin-off mm-hmm. We're talking about Pearson right now So check that out If you want to join in on the conversation about Suits You can always go back and listen to our older content as well So uh, subscribe to Suits yourself Wherever you get your podcast. Shout out to Leaf Village for the Recap Kickback theme song While Maria uh, Shout out to Mari And for Bryce, of course, for joining us this week uh, Until next time You all don't have to go home But you know the rest Peace out Peace out from the Kickback Wait on life, I wanna hold my breath I'ma get in my goddamn self